Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. This is the Tony Kinnett Cast on 93 WIPC. Good evening and happy Wednesday. There's a lot of junk to get to, so let's dig right into the quick news roundup. First, and uh, perhaps the most embarrassing, President Biden is a walking disaster area. And I don't mean a walking disaster area like he makes a lot of malicious gaffes. I don't mean like, oh, every once in a while, shucksy doodles, he just accidentally quotes the wrong statistic. I mean that our president, our commander in chief, the leader of the free world of the most powerful nation in world history has severe, severe late term dementia. If you compare an audio clip of President Biden today with an audio clip of him speaking just back when he was in Maui a couple of months ago, his condition already sounds far worse. He cannot remember, forget names of congresswomen that he supposedly named buildings afterward that have passed and then he's asking for them in a room days later. Forget the the president kind of bumbling off and, and singing happy birthday. The president of the United States trying to win a second term in office is now calling his competitor his challenger, the former president of the United States, who he has spent so much time railing against, Congressman. Here, take a listen. Instead of cutting them, or like Congressman Trump and Bob were going to do. Huh? I mean, could you make heads or tails of that? And and by the way, I've I've zoomed out the clip in, in my own time today, and I've tried to listen a little bit closer to what the president was attempting to say. He's in Colorado saying random things about something. I, he can't even keep his own point straight on the individuals that he's going after. This is the Democrats' best plan to combat MAGA extremism, which is, again, a very nebulous point to make because, realistically, Republicans are very against everything that Biden is doing rote before they even get to fighting with each other. This is the easiest presidential election, perhaps in U.S. history, to win. Uh, Realistically, the Republicans need to put up a scarecrow on a stick, tell him not to do anything stupid or her, and then just let the election go. Biden is falling apart. And I say this as someone who has helped care for someone with late term dementia. My grandfather uh, had a bad blood transfusion after Vietnam. They thought that uh, some kind of hepatitis C ended up basically causing dementia to be a lot worse in him than perhaps it wouldn't be if the blood transfusion went bad. And I got to watch as my grandfather, who I spent a lot of time around, who I'm named after, desist into worse stages in his life. And it was humiliating for him personally every time he couldn't remember something, every time he tried to speak. And it was very easy for us as his family quite early on to say, no, look, you, you can't drive anymore. Um, you you can't do certain things in public anymore, not because, you know, it's it's cruel anyway, but because it's humiliating to him, to his pride, to his legacy to kind of act in certain ways in public. It's very, very demeaning. Yet President Joe Biden showing signs of dementia very, very early on. 
very early on, like before he ran for president. That's why he was in the basement in the 2020 elections. If you remember the entire time he was calling lids at 1130 is because with Alzheimer and dementia patients, the myelin sheath around the neurons is so worn down in certain areas by later on in the afternoon that Alzheimer's and, and dementia basically get worse as the day goes on. So you'll see the president of the United States, if it's right in the morning, right when he wakes up, yeah, that's probably the best time to get a little bit of, of something out of him, whether it's a major decision, uh, whether it's him speaking in front of any crowd over three people, that's the best time. Uh, but as time goes on and as the dementia gets worse, it's not even he's not even being refreshed throughout the night. He ends up waking up the next day looking as bad as though he'd had 14 all nighters before a med exam. And I'm, I'm not mad at Biden. Of course, I'm mad at him for the, the policies, which are absolutely atrocious. I'm mad at him for the way that he's now backpedaling on the Israeli Hamas situation. Uh, I'm mad at him for, yeah, a lot of things that he's done in his life, of course, but I'm not mad at him for his dementia. For that, I'm mad at his family. Because how heartless do you have to be to watch your loved one stand in front of the biggest audience on planet Earth and make a fool out of himself? How do you think, how heartless does Jill Biden have to be to watch her husband fall down on stage repeatedly and not do anything? How pathetic. I hope and pray that I never, ever, ever see my wife in a situation where she is medically disabled and I'm just okay with her continuing to hurt herself time and time again. There is no sacrifice that is that important. There is no sacrifice that is that important. Truly, if the Biden family had any ounce of dignity at all, and you know their son wasn't just you know taking bribery and cocaine schemes halfway around the globe to any despot dictatorship, I, I would perhaps suggest that he steps down for the next election and Gavin Newsom takes over because Gavin Newsom is a great shot for the Democrats to move forward. I know they say don't, you know, don't uh, give your enemy advice when they're making a mistake or don't stop your enemy from making mistakes. But honestly, and politically, that doesn't even hold a candle to the kind of elder abuse that's going on. And that's not the only problem Biden has going into the 2024 election because people thought Speaker Johnson you know, again, seeing that he has a very slim majority in the House and none in the Senate, people didn't think that Speaker Johnson was going to be a real threat to Trump. That is turning out to be the opposite of true because Speaker Johnson of Louisiana has got all of his sights aimed on Biden and the corrupt business practices of his family. Take a listen. Biden family members and their affiliate companies received over $15 million from foreign companies and foreign nationals. These are all facts. Facts are stubborn things. That included Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan, Romania, and China. Biden Business Associates received an additional $9 million. The, the, the chairman here have uncovered a lot of facts. President Biden has, of course, lied at least 16 times about his involvement in his family's business schemes. There are at least 22 examples of Joe Biden speaking with or meeting with Hunter Biden's foreign business associates. The Oversight Committee recently released two checks. You see the graphics up here today. Uh, these checks are to Joe Biden. One is for $40,000 from China, and another is for $200,000 from a now bankrupt healthcare company that his brother James Biden apparently swindled. Listen, this, uh, this, uh, this investigation has to continue. You think that Joe Biden is, uh, is going to be able to get in front of a congressional committee, God forbid it's televised, and actually make excuses for, for those kind of checks. He can't even remember what he had for breakfast. And the president of the United States is supposed to like get up and, and make excuses for this kind of stuff. 
This is candy coated with more candy for the Republicans in 2024 if they can stop playing nonsense games like with the Koch brothers and Nikki Haley and honestly do some decent work. And I, and I mean that saying forward, like if Trump just shuts his mouth and points at Biden, you know, the same strategy that Biden used to beat Trump in 2020 by saying very little and just pointing at Trump. If Trump just points at Biden and says, look at this mess, he wins. He wins. I mean, absolutely. No question. I, I do not care. He has never, ever, ever led in battleground state polls like he is doing currently. It, this is it. And, and by the way, the clock is ticking for the Democrats. February 3rd is the South Carolina Democrat primary. Tuesday, February 6th is the Nevada Democrat primary. And then Tuesday, February 27th is Michigan. It's getting real close real quick. And if they're going to get rid of the, the current president of the United States and then also find it's going to be Gavin Newsom. It's not Shapiro in, in, in Pennsylvania is not running. I'm, I'm not seeing it. If it's going to be someone else, it needs to be now. So this is quite a crisis moment for the president of the United States and, and heaps of shame on his family for keeping him in there. Up next, we are going to be talking just a little bit to Mary Margaret Olihan because Google Maps is doing some shady nonsense. After that, Casey Daniels, you are listening to the Tony Kennecast on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's the Tony Kinnett Cast on 93 WIPC. Good evening and welcome back to the Tony Kinnicast on 93 WIBC. You know, there's a lot of companies making a lot of stupid decisions out in the open. Target's bringing back woke stuff for Christmas. Uh, Bud Light is continuing to double down on all kinds of goofiness. Companies everywhere just, you know, goofing things up right out in the open. But sometimes companies get a little bit sneaky. Mary Margaret Olihan, a colleague, a reporter at the Daily Signal, uh, she discovered something rather interesting regarding some shenanigans pulled by Google. Uh, Mary Margaret, how's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, absolutely stellar. So walk us through kind of how you came into this discovery regarding Google Maps and then take us through it a little bit. Yeah. So I actually was pretty sick on Monday and I was trying to take a sick day and I had a couple people reach out to me and tell me that they were trying to go to Capitol Hill Pregnancy Center in downtown D.C. It's about half a mile from the Supreme Court. They were trying to go there and they pulled up Google Maps. And unfortunately, Google Maps wasn't showing that this place existed. You would type it in and nothing would come up for that location. But Google Maps would suggest to you two different doula places, a pregnancy center in Maryland and shocker Planned Parenthood in Washington, D.C. And so once this was brought to my attention, I, of course, searched for it myself. I checked on Apple Maps and oddly enough, there it was. It works fine on Apple Maps to find Capitol Hill Pregnancy Center. So I reached out to Google and said, hey, why is this not showing up? And I sent them a screenshot of both desktop and iPhone. Um, and, you know, they, they got back to me. They, we went back and forth for a little while. And finally, yesterday, I got some answers, which we published in our story, in which they admitted that they had removed Capitol Hill Pregnancy Center from Google Maps. Now, they said it was incorrectly removed and that they have since reinstated it. And if you look now, it, it is available. You can get there via Google Maps. But 
you know, Google admitted that they had removed it. And they said, we use many sources to keep maps updated, including feedback from our community, information from businesses and imagery. When we find inaccuracies, we correct them as quickly as possible. So of course I went back to Google and I said, okay, so, you know, (laughs) why was the Planned Parenthood showing up when when the pregnancy center wasn't? And I still haven't heard back from them on that. But I think we know, Tony, why this was, because we have seen Google suppress pro-life groups, pro-life pregnancy centers many times. Uh, If you search on Google for a pregnancy center or for something pro-life, most often you will get pro-abortion results before you get anything pro-life. And if you go on YouTube and you look to see any pro-life videos on there, they always come with a pro-abortion disclaimer, giving you a pro-abortion explanation of what abortion is according to people who support it. So we've known for a long time that Google is not pro-life, that Google is supportive of abortion. Uh, and this is just another example of apparently how they they're not interested in helping women to helping women that are in dire situations that might need help. They're just interested in promoting pro-abortion causes. And, and that's one of the things that really gets on my nerves, because, you know, you can talk about companies taking political stances, say, about COVID-19 or say about the, the Ukraine war. Uh, I know that this show uh, on the live stream on YouTube actually has a COVID disclaimer underneath it and a link to the Wikipedia page about COVID-19. And I think that I mentioned COVID like once in an episode last week talking about how, again, that the vaccine, which is not a vaccine by the medical definition of a vaccine, um, is actually kind of problematic in a few different ways. And again, not trying to make any big points, just kind of mentioned it offhand. That was enough to get my videos marked forever with that special label for the live stream. And you can say, well, they were that's a really serious disease. They were trying to keep misinformation down or, well, you know, they don't really want propaganda regarding um, the 2020 election or Russia out there. But to interject their policies, to to inject their policies and their politics into like the pro-life, pro-choice, like it's, it's such an unnecessary move for a corporation to shove their hand down on. Like there are like several levels of policy, right? It just seems like the pro-life issue for Google to like jump in and say, well, you know, obviously like there's no, no, have there been any like complaints that that crisis pregnancy center had, had treated women poorly for Google to make this decision? Not at all. In fact, Capitol Hill pregnancy center, if you go there and I, I did a couple of years ago and I did a profile on this place because for whatever weird, weird, hateful reason, pro-abortion groups hate pregnancy centers so much. And and I I shouldn't say for whatever reason, because we know why they hate them. It's because pregnancy centers offer an alternative to abortion. They literally are filled to the brim with diapers, baby clothes, strollers, pamphlets on how to help moms get jobs, how to get better education, uh, pamphlets to help fathers, resources. They'll connect you with adoption agencies. These places, (laughs) they literally exist to help women. And the women that run them, they don't make a lot of money. This is a charitable act. But for what for for these insane reasons, pro-abortion groups can't handle the fact that they exist. And so they enlist the help of huge corporations like Google to target these places. In fact, Senator Elizabeth Warren and her allies have tried to say that 
pregnancy centers are hateful, that they should be shut down. They've warned against giving them any kind of government funding. And they actually are, are directing animosity towards these pregnancy centers during a time when they're already under attack from pro-abortion vandals. Ever since the leak of the uh, draft opinion showing that Roe v. Wade would be overturned, we've seen countless attacks on these pregnancy centers and the federal mm-hmm. government just doesn't seem to care at all. No. And, and uh, we're on with Mary Margaret Olihan, a senior reporter at the Daily Signal, talking a little bit about Google Maps obscuring and completely removing uh pro-life pregnancy centers and women's crisis centers from Google Maps. And instead, when people search for those, uh, suggesting uh, pro-abortion clinics and Planned Parenthood instead. And this is something that I think people need to be aware of because Google doesn't send you a notification when it chooses to wipe you or your business or whatever it is from the face of the web. They don't say, hey, you violated these rules. Uh, Like a lot of companies, when they move products to or from the shelves, like Target or, or Bud Light, there's an out in front of the public move that can be criticized or praised based on the situation. But Google simply manipulates either how its algorithm works when you search for a pro-life video or completely changes map results. Like you said, they admitted to removing it. It would have been so easy for them to say, look, this was just a mistake. It, it wasn't listing anymore. We're not really sure what the problem was. They actually told you, yeah, we removed it. And no, yeah. we did no notification. Just, I uh, just kind of happened to get removed. I guess that was a mistake. They, they're never going to tell you what the mistake was or why they removed it in the first place. Right. No, I, I actually love writing tech stories because they usually involve some sort of situation like this, where a conservative group, it's almost always a conservative group, a pro-life group, um, a group that's defending children from invasive medical procedures to try and change their gender. It's usually a group like this that is censored by big tech. And so when you as a reporter reach out to that organization and you say, hello, why is this the way that it is? They know you're going to write a story about it. And so they do have to give you an answer because the public is going to know that this happened. And so they'll say, oh, this was incorrectly removed. We updated it. Or, oh, this was incorrectly like suspended, but it's been restored. And it happens over and over again. And honestly, conservative reporters happen to be one of the only things that keeps conservative institutions from being pressured by big tech like this, because we all know that the mainstream reporters aren't going to be asking those questions. And sometimes mainstream reporters are actually flagging alleged disinformation, which isn't disinformation for big tech and saying, Hey, maybe you should censor this. And realistically, that's one of the ways going forward, how we're actually going to be able to push back against this tide. And this is why I tell people there is no story too small to reach out to me with. If there's something that you think is going on, You know, we can look into it. We may not get the answer that you want, but we can look into it and discover if there has been any foul play here, because there might have been. There are enough cases and then some to point out where these large organizations have made concerted efforts against conservatives simply because they disagree with their ideologies. And that kind of not and not just Christians, again, just any Christian out there, not just conservatives, but any Christian out there whatsoever. uh, You've seen a lot of weird stuff going on regarding the the Israeli uh, Hamas war. Um, and kind of little notes that are starting to pop up everywhere about that. And the longer that we wait and kind of say, well, it's not really worth reporting on, the longer these organizations will continue to get away with this and the more they'll be able to steamroll anyone in their wake because no one is saying anything to stop them. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why people need to speak up when this kind of thing happens. Um, And that's why we should be writing about it and reporting on it and 
uh, it's very satisfying too when when you know you find out that something was incorrectly removed and you weren't you weren't crazy to ask about it. So these oh, yeah. are it's fun. These it's fun to stuff. watch their uh, it's fun to watch their customer service department on fire as well after they've made a goofy <laughs> mistake and now they have to like make up reasons why. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's very true. Mary Margaret, thanks for hopping on with us. Up next, we're going to be talking with Casey Daniels a little bit about the scourge, the horrible plague of inflatable Christmas decorations. You're listening to the Tony Kennett cast on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You're listening to the Tony Kennett Cast on 93 WIPC. Welcome back to the Tony Kinnick cast on 93 WIBC, uh, joined by the enigmatic, the beautiful, the all of the other adjectives that are that are used when they're announcing you on the air uh, all mm-hmm. the time. Casey mm-hmm. Daniels. Yeah, uh, you, you forgot lovely and talented. That's normally <laughs> thrown in the mix. Yeah, I know. Casey, she could be on TV. And it's like everyone else at the WIBC is butt ugly. And that's- right, right. <laughs> well, that's a joke because at one point in my career, I was on TV. So that's where that's coming from. Well, it's actually kind of what we're bringing you on for this evening. So uh, there's a new report that came out because only I could find articles this pointless that say that other than Christmas lights, mm-hmm. inflatable Santas and inflatable Grinches and inflatable reindeer, whatever, you know, like with the little blowers and things yeah. have become the most popular Christmas decoration. I don't and- doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. You don't doubt do you, it. Do you know how hard it is to put up Christmas lights? Have yes. you ever done this? Yeah, Christmas with, vacation style. Yes, with the ladder. The, no, the, the step ladder wind. that's far too short because I don't want to bend the gutter. And it's all slick and you're cutting your hands and they're yes. numb anyway. And of course, yes. across the street, your neighbors already have their up. Yes. Uh, oh, I can't stand. It's all beautiful. And yours look like a homeless man threw up electricity. Well, that's why inflatables are so popular. They're cheap. And they're easy, right? All you have to do is plug it in. The blower will blow it up. And there you go. And I, I read that. I read that, you know, it really doesn't take a whole lot of drain on your electricity bill. Maybe $10 for the whole season. So while you're... Really? Yeah. So while you're putting some money up front when you purchase the inflatable, if you take care of it and store it properly, that thing can last for years. So okay. cheap okay. and easy. Okay, so I'm I'm getting the. Ch- I was going to ask you if you knew if like they actually you know drained a lot of power. That was one of the questions I had. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, I know that not everybody can go all laser light show with like the talking Christmas tree video and all. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. Time for um, the music properly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, but and I, I like you know the traditional Christmas tree lights and you know a little bit of the, with the garland and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I really think sure. that's gorgeous. I can't get behind the inflatables, though. To me, they're so cheesy. They just look awful. So they do have a little bit maybe of a tacky feeling is what you're saying. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm, the word. mm -hmm. But it's not for you, Tony. 
You it's know, not, it's we, not for me. Everything's for me. Come it's on. It's not for you. It's for the children. And have you ever seen a little kid's face light up when they're next to a huge inflatable snow globe with Santa dancing in the middle of it? No. Or have you ever seen maybe a, a teenager laugh when they see an inflatable Santa going in and out of the outhouse? I mean, that's funny, right? Wait, there's inflatable Santas that go in and out of the outhouse? Yes. That's a thing? Okay, now, that's pretty good. Because I like the thing, theming, and that was the Mm -hmm. other thing I was going to bring up. I really like theming, like, when, like, the Santa is doing something kind of cool on the property. Like, just Santa standing there next to the Grinch. Right. Uh, it kind of feels a little tacky. Now, as far as the, the kid thing is concerned, because I, I got to back up. I have not seen a kid, you know, glow in awe and excitement over seeing an inflatable Santa. Okay. I have seen a kid cry over <laughs> an inflatable Halloween decoration of a monster. That was I, really funny. I don't think that's the point, but that's just it. If people are going to spend money on an eight foot skeleton, why wouldn't they spend money on an eight-foot Santa? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they would spend that money. I'm just saying that from my lofty high seat of youthful arrogance, I hold high disdain for inflatable decorations that mm-hmm. aren't really doing anything. And again, it's I just, I don't know. It just comes across as just so, yeah. it grates like nails on a chalkboard when you drive by. I don't know. I used to think that as well until two Christmases ago, oh. I decided to embrace it. Because they're becoming more and more popular, right? I mean, they've been around. They've been around since the late fifties. I think Gemmy or Jemmy. It's G M M Y is the company. They're the ones that have all sorts of inflatables for every season, not just. I just want everyone to know really quickly that I dropped this topic on Casey about three minutes before we went on air, and she's come up with more research and data and statistics (laughs) on this than half of the politicians we bring on the show. Please, Gemmy, continue. Okay. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh, yes. Two years ago, I decided to embrace it because they're becoming more and more popular, right? Sure. Yeah. So so rather than snub my nose at this trend, okay. I decided to use it. And I think another reason they're so popular is because of social media. They make great photo ops. So instead uh... of saying, no, this is tacky, I decided to use it to my advantage and tour the town and find the best inflatables that I could and get pictures with them. And I think that's something that a lot of people are doing as well. Instead of bragging about the lights on your house, look how many inflatables I have in my yard. Oh, I, I don't know. I feel like there are some things, though, that probably shouldn't be inflatable. Like I, if I see like an inflatable nativity scene, because like a good gust of wind comes up yeah. and then there goes baby Jesus bouncing down the street. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a little... That's a little much. It looks like a bunch of weeble wobbles in your front yard, but okay, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you're a gambling fella, but you could also bet on the inflatables. If there's a favorite inflatable in your neighborhood, you and your wife can do the over-under of how long it will actually last before <laughs> it's deflated. <laughs> Tony, I'm trying to encourage you to embrace the inflatable because a lot of people enjoy them and they're here. And with what we're dealing on now in the real world you everyone could use joy in this yeah everyone could use a little inflatable fun we're on with casey daniels from <laughs> uh, kendall and casey talking about the most deeply important subjects of our time that is the scourge the plague of christmas inflatables <laughs> and by the way hammer and nigel both just just last hour were giving me all kinds of grief 
over, you know, they also have inflatables in their yard. Yes. And I don't even, maybe I'll, I'll get on the trend of inflatables someday around the time that hell freezes over. But I, I got to ask you, moving maybe past, you know, our ghost conversation of an inflatable okay. fun. Although I didn't get to mention how fun it is to watch a kid get launched and bounced out of a bouncy castle, but <laughs> we'll have to save that for another time. Right. I got to ask, how intense are your Christmas decorations at the house this year? Because we're preparing for kid number two. Uh-huh. We don't have that much time. I'm trying to gauge how yeah. much time I need to put into. So so what's the, what's the Daniel's house look like? Okay, so it's been an evolution. When I was young and first married like you, you're just collecting all of the ornaments and the decor that you're going to have for years to come. Baby's baby's first Christmas, you and your wife, your first Christmas together, maybe with the date you were married on it, those sort of things, right? Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, I have an adult child now, so I have gone from collecting all of the ornaments up to two trees, the mantle, the banister, the lights outside, the homemade wreaths, everything. And now that my child is out of the house, I've scaled down my Christmas, and now I just have a little three-foot tree, and the only thing we have on it are the homemade ornaments from her and from when my husband and I were young. Things that are more sentimental because I'm past the phase in my life where I have to prove what a great decorator or hostess I am and how wonderful my house can look to the point where it's more sentimental and I don't feel like I'm in competition anymore with the neighbors to have the best looking Christmas theme. I feel that. I was always amazed, you know, when I would look at like my mom's house or when I would look at neighborhoods that somehow had, I'm talking, they had decorations for the micro holidays. Mm -hmm. I mean, like all of a sudden flag day rolls around and they've got like wooden (laughs) flag day signs. I'm like, where are you keeping these? Yeah. I used to do that. All of the holidays, St. Patrick's Day. I mean, got the Longer Burger Arbor Day collection. It's it's, (laughs) where are you getting these? How are you affording these? The big ones at our house were always Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, clearly Easter, and Fourth of July. Fourth of July was always a favorite holiday of mine, Americana explosion in my house. Oh, yeah. But again, everything is scaled back. Um, You know, Tony, you will learn this eventually. As you get older, you want to tend to downsize. And I don't feel the need to collect things anymore, bright, shiny objects. The things that are uh, important to me are experiences and people and not so much decor anymore. So my uh, Christmas decorations around the Daniels house, probably a little smaller than what you might have guessed. I, I got to think, I got to tell you, though, I really, really like that. First of all, I like that you're the only person that I, that I bring on that actually talks to me just very normally downward like look when you get older you're gonna be like this i like that i, I like all this oh, a lot of people I, first of all that's that's exactly why you're on because yeah. just that that kind of straight fire i will tell you that i'm excited when the new house gets finished being built mm-hmm. i'm going to put on like permanent lights on the outside yeah, is my good idea oil. So right. that no matter what season around Fourth of July, with all of the new color changing stuff, mm-hmm. you can, can have do the red, thematic. white, and blue. Yeah, right. yes, you can do red, white, and blue. And that's going back to the inflatable conversation. I, there are companies now that you can hire to come hang your lights, right? Really? I mean, I, that makes sense. That's a oh, great business yeah. idea. Yeah, there's companies, uh, you, you know, not just for businesses, but for residential. They'll come and do all. They'll come and do your Christmas tree, even if you want. But I, I think that's another reason why the inflatables are so popular is because they're easy. You plug them in, you flip the switch, and they're out. 
If you are an outdoor Christmas decor company and you would like to sponsor the Tony Kinnick cast, I would love to chat with you. And boy, you'll find my tune totally shilling out to change next episode. Casey, thanks for hopping on. Appreciate it. And uh, I don't know. I won't say you've changed my heart, but you've certainly given us something to think about. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, you know what, Tony? It's really, it's the nostalgia and it's the joy and it's the feelings that Christmas conjures. And I think that's a big reason why people are embracing it this year, as we should, with the price of groceries and gasoline. And this is the first real Christmas that we're beyond COVID. And we have not one, but two wars we're considering. Right. I really encourage you, Tony Kinnett, to embrace the Christmas spirit, even if that includes inflatables. You know, I I, I can't. That, that's such a good sell. I don't know how I'm going to move on from that. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Thanks you are for listening. having me on, Tony. Oh, anytime. You are listening to the Tony Kinnett cast on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This is the Tony Kinnett Cast on 93 WIPC. Good evening. Rounding things off on the end of the Tony Kinnicast this evening is uh, just a, a bit of a, a, I don't know, maybe a story and a, kind of a bit of a thank you. Um, I'm really, really grateful for the various police departments that I've I've had the, the pleasure of working um, with uh, before with like certain officers in the Indiana State Police, as well as uh, some of the officers that have uh, provided some excellent service. Uh, have have definitely gone beyond at least what I consider to be a cop's basic duty in the last couple of weeks. Uh, so since this show has started, it has received, uh, well, let's say some interesting attention. And no, I, I don't just mean um, the Stacey Abrams of Indiana, Destiny Wells, losing her mind because Rakita hopped on an episode uh, before Thanksgiving. Uh, I've received a few uh, threats uh, to SWAT, uh, at least where I am doing the show from. So if you guys don't know what swatting is, it's the practice of someone calling the police if they know your address. And during a live stream, they'll they'll tell the police, look, I'm, I'm watching this person's live stream. And they say, you know, they have a hostage in the house or they say uh, they are threatening to harm someone on camera. And what this leads to is police officers dispatching a SWAT team to the house and breaking into the house, oftentimes guns a blazing. And it can result in individuals getting killed. And this has happened quite a bit in the last couple of years. And uh, there was actually an incident uh, where a an elderly couple in Hancock County was swatted a couple of years ago. So after I received a few, uh, let's say, not so coded threats before the show started, I called up the Hancock County uh, Sheriff's Office and the Greenfield Police Department. And they immediately dispatched some officers over, you know, invited them in. Uh, kind of showed them the studio, showed them kind of what was going on, and they immediately wrote things down and put plans in place so that this show cannot be swatted while it's on the air, which is an incredible relief because uh, just a week before my show went on the air, a friend and a colleague of mine, Adam Gallette, uh, he was swatted during a kind of a news live stream that he was doing. And this, again, this doesn't just put 
the individual on camera at danger. It puts anyone in the house in danger because when SWAT teams bust into a house, if they're not careful, they can harm pets, children, other family members. And again, this isn't some kind of conspiracy. It happens quite often. Uh, also, uh, today, I received a very interesting phone call. You can follow me over on Instagram at Tonus McFly, T-O-N-U-S-M-C-F-L-Y. Um, and that nickname is one that kind of stuck during high school. I, I know it doesn't make a lot of sense these days. I just kind of never grew up. But I had made a reel, which is a short video, talking about Target's decision to hire a very weird LGBTQ activist uh, to run a major portion of their marketing, um, especially after losing $14 billion. This individual that they hired uh, said that they were going to destroy traditional Christmas with glitter and hellfire. So I made a video documenting it and said, you know, looks like Target's set to lose another $14 billion at a time when they kind of need to be competing with Amazon and Walmart over the holiday season. So an individual called uh, the Daily Signal today and they rerouted, uh, they got transferred over to my work number and they informed me that I would be dealt with um, and then said that all of my listeners and people who watch uh, my show and who, who you know look at the Daily Signal or listen to the Daily Signal podcast, um, that they would be dealt with as well. And so company policy, of course, got the, the police involved because the number that it came from was a 317 number. And Greenfield had a cop over within minutes and took all of the information down, was fantastic. And uh, having lived in a couple of different places and having spoken with a lot of different police departments, especially at a time when the New York Police Department is classifying people being surrounded in their homes, businesses, and rooms and schools as non-threats, citing the Cooper Union situation. I am very thankful for the cops that we have around Indiana. I've spoken with the, the superintendent of police for the Indiana State Police. He's a fantastic guy. Um, he cares very deeply about the safety of Hoosiers. Uh, I can say the same uh, for both the uh, Hancock County Sheriff's Office as well as the Greenfield Police Department. Um, both are excellent departments. A couple of their officers listen to WIBC, and even if they didn't, I don't care what their politics are, they have shown every single day that they are willing to protect uh, anyone that lives in their jurisdiction. And I'm very thankful for that. They take threats seriously around here. And at a time when that's not always the case, I'm very thankful. I'll also say that I'm very thankful for the FBI field office in Indianapolis, uh, whom I have spoken with before due to some other things from before. Uh, I was with WIBC or the Daily Signal. And it's just nice here. Again, I'm very proud of being a Hoosier. I'm thrilled to see uh, whenever with all of the, the law enforcement agencies in, in certain jurisdictions that, you know, may not be everyone's favorite, perhaps. Um, I just wanted to express my thanks at the end for cops who have just done at least what I consider to be above and beyond by being over here right away. Really appreciate that. Thank you guys for keeping us safe. We will be back tomorrow with more shenanigans because they're all around all the time. You've been listening to the Tony Kinnacast on 93 WIBC.